Welcome to Mother's Day, everybody. Happy Mother's Happy Day. Happy Mother's Day. This is my oldest daughter, Rachel. We're mm. going to do Mother's Day with you today. So we want to say, first of all, um, it, it's a it's a hard day. We know mm. that. We get that. Um, I mean, we got we got to celebrate moms. We got to celebrate our moms because uh, moms run the world, and we they know do. that is so important. Um, but we also know that some of you wanted to be moms and you couldn't. Um, some of you are like my wife this year who is going to be, uh, you know, celebrating Mother's Day without her mom for the first time. Some of you are in tricky relationships with Mother's Day. So yeah. we're going to try to make this yeah. relate to all of you and um, and also address the quirky momness of <laughs> Uh, the fact that if you have to break up one more fight, you're going to lose your ever-loving mind. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I, and just so you know, um, if you're like, oh, wait, wh why are you together? Um, we're in Nashville. Nashville's back to work. Your husband's back at work today and in his office. And Yeah, you know, I mean, for better or worse, that's what's happening in Tennessee. I should have probably He looks got a, a lot better than you. Yeah, I know. I, I, I'm still going for the mullet, you guys. Come on. Um, huh. Business in the front, party in the back. That's what I'm talking <laughs> about. Um, so, so, but, but you've been quarantined, and mm -hmm. um, I mean, just talk a little bit about life in 2020. Well, <clears throat> all right. There are a lot of negative things that we could say right now about all of you who have been trying to homeschool multiple children, or have the stress of lost income on top of having your children on top of you all the time. But I think we should start on a high note. Because there are some things worth celebrating yeah. about being a mom yeah. in 2020. Um, June Cleaver would not have been quarantining in sweatpants. So we can just say, thank you, Lord, that uh, we aren't vacuuming in high heels anymore. And, <laughs> and Roomba's doing and the vacuuming for vacuum us. Yeah. Roomba, I mean, so it, it, that, there are some things that are good. Um, true. And you don't have to sleep in separate beds anymore. So yeah. most people don't even get that reference. But that's okay. <laughs> that's how my preaching usually goes. <laughs> Um, yeah, what else? Instacart. Instacart. Can we just praise God for Instacart? We got a order today, yeah. Oh my gosh, you guys, I had my third baby in September. I don't know what I was doing when I had my other two babies. You're Angels brought veggie straws to my door. <laughs> if you are working for Instacart delivering groceries right now, you are... An angel. And or I, I literally, or, yeah, yes, yes. I mean, Pizza. seriously, you guys, I prayed prayers of blessing and thanks <laughs> over the people that delivered groceries to my house because I couldn't have lived without you. Um, yeah. And my parents, my 82-year-old parents have learned how to do they it. They have managed to figure yeah. it out, which I'm so they proud of you, Grandma and Grandpa. Yeah. I'm, I'm so proud of you. Um, we got that. We've got Christmas shopping from your home with a glass of wine in front of Netflix because whoever wants to go to the mall ever, not me. Nobody ever will. Um, no. And by the way, I did find her eight-month-old daughter teething on a wine stopper yesterday. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying. You're not supposed to tell people that. Might, please. might be a problem. <laughs> just saying. But at the top of my favorite things about momming in 2020 list has to be the fact that high-waisted pants are back in style. Woo! Do you remember low-rise butt-crack yeah, jeans? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't have a preference. I'm just going to stay out of it. Low-rise butt-crack jeans are not for postpartum body. They're not really for anybody, so let's be real. But high-waisted jeans. Oh, thank you, Jesus. 
It's like, it's like moral support from top. your clothing. Oh, Last time it's, it's when they so great. Style, was that true? I mean, was it kind of like support also, like spandex? I don't know. I, mean, I wasn't really picking out my own jeans the last time they were in style. So uh, yeah, I, don't know. I don't remember when that was, but <laughs> I do remember they were there. Um, I think it had to do with big hair, too, if I remember right. So yeah, I, I had the perm going on. Must have been then. Yeah. Hey, um, what else, uh, you know, from a, from a 2020 standpoint, I mean, you're, you're Charlie's five, George's mm -hmm. three, uh, Maggie's, Maggie's eight, eight months. months. Um, so you're new to this still, yep. basically. We're not saying she's an expert. I'm old. Not today, at all. So obviously, <clears throat> you know. Obviously, you are an expert. One of my kids turned out okay because she's still <laughs> sitting here talking to me. But you know, you haven't you haven't hit a lot of stuff yet. But what have you yeah. learned so far? I mean, um, Puberty's coming, driving's coming. All the crazy. coming, all those things. All the crazy stresses yeah. ahead, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so what have you learned so far anyway? Mm -hmm. I think probably applicable to all seasons and stages. Um, God has really impressed on my heart in the last five years that I, I really want to be modeling my mothering after Jesus, which probably seems a little weird because Jesus was a man, he was a Jewish carpenter living in a totally different time, and plus he was also God, so there's that weird... Yeah, yeah but I mean... He had a specific ministry. We're followers of Jesus. We are followers so of Jesus. So it. if we take a look at the life of Jesus, I mean, we only have to observe the disciples. The fact that he took these 12 guys who were completely ordinary. You know, they were uneducated. They were not from prestigious families. Mm. They weren't wealthy. No, I mean... They uh, were... Peter, James, and John are fishermen, right? Young fishermen. Young, so that, young. That just meant that they blue collar, right. working hard. And, and the only rich guy you had was probably Matthew, who was a cheater. Yeah, uh, was ripping people yeah. off. I mean, yeah. So, so there was what, nothing apparently super special about these guys. They were just just dudes, just young guys. And after three years with Jesus, they are lighting the world on fire you know like yeah, they're totally yeah. lighting up god jesus throws them the keys to the kingdom and says all right here you go yeah, and they well, take it yeah. you know like they and, totally and change the say, world well, well, but the, they had the holy spirit yeah guess what so do you yes we're talking about that right it's Pentecost. one of the prayers i pray every night for my kids is that they would be filled with the holy spirit right. i know it's, they've got to make an, their own choice about right. whether they want to follow jesus but i, I pray for that but what else did Jesus do before he gave them the commission and sent them off? How did he prepare them for that commission? And he lived life with them, mm -hmm. right? Just the daily in and out. He spent a lot of time with them. Meals, you know. Yeah, so let, let's take a time out and talk about coronavirus quarantine. Oh, my gosh. So, like, I mean, I mean I've talked to some people whose kids are massively into sports, and, and they're sure. like— Ah, you know what? It's been the space nice. is kind of yeah. yeah. They're kind of nice hanging out with the family again yeah. and all that kind of stuff. I mean, right. uh, maybe it didn't change that much for you because they're mostly preschool age, but um, I think it's been obviously a very terrible thing. And you know, and, and who knows where the end of it is? And yeah, all we wouldn't wish it. We wouldn't wish it, but you've got to learn from all the experiences. Yeah. And as a kind of a giant reset to our schedules, forcing this quarantine. Yeah. I hope that we've learned some things from it. I know that I have. I hope so too. Um, what's important and yeah. how I do things. I mean, there is just, there's no substitute for time, for time with your kids. And that's 
not just like passing each other or sitting in the same room on different devices. That's like, I'm looking in your eyes. I'm hearing what you're saying to me. We're, we're doing something together. Kids crave that mm. more than we realize as adults. We can be kind of blind to that. And there's just no substitute for it. And I think one of the really critical things about offering ourselves to our kids instead of just money or gifts or cool experiences that they can go off and do without us, those things are great. But when we spend time with our kids, we are hardwiring into their brains that they are of value. Right. It actually prepares them to have an understanding someday that God loves them. Even a little baby, when you kiss and hold a little baby mm. and look in their eyes, it's literally building pathways in their brain for future development. Yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty incredible. So, you know, if you want your kid to grow up and be able to understand someday, have the like the confidence, the humble confidence that mm. comes from, I'm a child of God. Mm. Yes, I can go and live out my purpose. I can live out my calling. Yes, God does love me. That, that starts with you. You are the first God that your children ever know. You are his arms and his lips and his eyes, you know? You talk about, I mean, you talk about Jesus and the disciples. They were, they were grown. They were young. A lot of them were young, but they, they were Right. They, they, were they weren't starting from toddlerhood. Get, we get the kids for, you know, 18 years or, or right. whatever. We get them for a lot longer, and it's the developmental stages. And I guess what I'd like to say because obviously there's a vast audience listening to us right now. Yeah. Even if you're, you know, even if you're my mom and your kids are old, you know, mm. and I mean, there, it, there's still stuff that you can do to encourage their lives. I hear grandma and grandpa too, when they're around you, you say, I'm just so proud of you. Right. I'm so proud of your ministry. You know, they ask you how your ministry is going mm. and they listen to your stories and, yeah. you know, they're, they're in, you're in your late 50s. They're in their 80s. Like, yeah. they're still I such will. supportive parents. Oh, they have been. Yeah. And, and, and you know, it never, it never ends. And even if yeah. that hasn't been your MO as a mom yeah. or a dad listening to this right now, that can change. Yeah. And who knows three years from now what, I mean, maybe you don't even have a good relationship with your kids, but three years from now, you could. That's exactly I mean, could right. Be, could be something that you've all of a sudden you've don't, got this. Don't limit God. You never know. Absolutely. You never know what he could do with that act of obedience. Yeah. And I will say too that, um, you know, we, we act out of obedience and not feelings. So, you know, it's great when our kids are having a really good day. Um, but that's not the reason we love them and hug them and encourage them and do things for them. Um, you know, we smile. We can smile at them when we don't feel like smiling. Yeah, you're good at that. Baby. We can tell them we're, you know, we're we're proud of them when we're even distracted inside about an, another issue or something that's going on at work. We can still um, do the right thing. And a lot of times if we do the right thing, our feelings will follow. Mm -hmm. Because there have been times when I have not necessarily felt uh, with with yeah. all my kids, like I just, you know, was overflowing with love for them. I'm trying to be careful because they might watch this, but, um, they will someday. yeah, but you know, I, I have actually prayed, God, please help me to love this child better. Would you please fill my heart with love for this child? I have prayed those prayers and you can pray those prayers too. <laughs> You're not getting points Spirit knocked off. Inside of you Seriously, well. and yeah. then you just do, and act in obedience, and sometimes the the feelings follow the obedience. Mm. 
So I mean, talk about the time thing a little bit more. I mean, what was it like to spend time investment in your kids? Yeah. Okay. So that would be, let's read this passage from Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 6, um, to set this up. This is when God is giving the Israelites all of these instructions for the things that are going to set them apart as God's people by the way the, that they live. Mm-hmm. So he is defining for them, here, here is who you are. Here is your identity. And this will probably be familiar to you. Um, Deuteronomy 6, starting in verse 4. I'm very spiritual. She's a very spiritual. One. Yes, yes. Uh, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates, on and on. Um, It's just supposed to be a part of the fabric of your life. Yeah. I'm writing on the doorpost. I mean, your your mom still does that. She's got that cricket machine, and we got verses all. She's over the obsessed. House. Yeah. It's, so you're you're good. Uh, you're you're fulfilling you this. But yeah. The idea <laughs> the idea is there. And yeah. The heart behind it. Screensaver. Your your whatever it is is the word of God, and you're imparting that to them. Yeah. And that happened. And so the doorpost of your house is like that's just something that you're gonna see every time yeah. you come and go. Right. And this, you know, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise, um, right now we're all sitting in our houses and no one is going anywhere. But someday when you get back in your car to go to an actual place and everybody is cheering in the car, um, I would challenge you just as a, a practical application of, of this verse, um, make car time screen free time, which depending on what you're used to might be more painful for some people than others is an adjustment, but um, it's a good way to make space. Car car rides are a really great time for conversations to sort of bubble up naturally. You know, your kids are are by you. They're not sitting across from you being forced to make eye contact. Sometimes they feel a little more comfortable. It's a really Um, good point. And and those times usually happen more when you don't expect them. You can't just say, yes. okay, kids, every day, every night at five o'clock. It's time for meaningful conversation. Meaning- right. yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we didn't do that. I mean, no. That, that doesn't happen. It happens naturally. Like yesterday, yes. it happened with me and Charlie. Oh um, my gosh, yeah. He's five, but, uh, you know. They were sitting outside sitting by outside, the pickup truck. Messing around with the pickup truck, and he just pulled a chair up next to me, and we just sat there and had this beautiful conversation mm. for like 10 minutes and he came in and he was like hey mama mama me and papa just <laughs> had this conversation that gives me all the details about papa's chair was half in the grass and half on the driveway and mine was <laughs> yeah but you could you could tell it was a moment mm-hmm. for him it was very special for him and you just don't know when those things are going to pop minutes, up. Maybe, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. You know, it was. But you have to make space. You have to make space for them to come up. Mm-hmm. And the car is just a great place to make space for that. Well, this is true. Marriages. This is true. All relationships. I mean, one of the troubling things about uh, the the quarantine that our Illinois people are, you know, still trying to figure out is, you know, marriage. I mean, it's 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 hard. It's a stressor. It, it, it's a very big stressor. Yeah. And. And so you're like together all the time, but but it's yeah. not like you're 
you know, at, at Cancun on right, the beach. You're, right. you're trying to deal with all this stuff. So it's it's focusing all that. Um, I think yeah. I think um, we did okay with that mm -hmm. for you guys growing up. Oh, but yeah. man, it was a different world. It I mean, was. It, 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 you didn't have an iWatch, yeah. I, whatever, Apple yeah. Watch. I don't... It's an Apple Watch, yeah. yeah. I mean, Sorry. We didn't. We didn't, we didn't um, <laughs> mine had the date on it, you know, but I mean, that... that <laughs> It's a different world. It so really is. You have to set you have to set today. some boundaries for yourself in order to make space for good opportunities with your kids. And it's a sacrifice worth making. Absolutely. But you know, no one can make it for you. You 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 are in charge of your own family, mm. right? You have some freedom, some agency. God made you the parent of your children and not somebody else. So it's not for somebody else to tell you how to do it. You sit down with your spouse if you have one, and maybe you guys determine what are our tech boundaries going to be, you yeah. know, are we going to leave our phones in a different place when it's time for dinner? Yeah. And, you know, I just, I think if you give that to God as a small offering, I really think he can take that and multiply it. I agree. You know, what did you learn from your mom who was awesome? The rock star of moms. Yeah, she is. My mom, one of the things that I love about her so much, there were so many, there's so many things I could talk about, but she was always, is always learning She's always reading. She's always trying to um, better her mind and better mm -hmm. herself, better her soul. And she, she read was. early on in her parenting because she gave this book to me and I've read it too. She read this book called How to Really Love Your Child that talked about the importance of positive eye contact, mm -hmm. physical touch, li little hugs and touches on the shoulder and back rubs um, and quality time with your kids to make their hearts feel loved, to give them a full emotional tank. And so she decided that every night at bedtime, you guys would sing Jesus Loves Me yeah. and she would just rub our little faces like that. Um, so that no matter what else, and look you in the eye, yeah. that's right, yeah. look yeah. us in the eye. So whatever else happened during the day, whatever crap storm there might have been, <laughs> um, it ended. It ended with that uh, filling our hearts before we went to sleep. Mm. It was this sense of, I love you, mm. Jesus loves you, and that is the message that I am sending you off to sleep with. And I think that has Covered been invaluable. A of sins. Yes, it love covers a multitude of mm. sins. And, and uh, you know, there's a lot of resources for you at Parkview Kids. I, I, Book I mean, lists, playlists. That, that team, my team has been killing it during They're this awesome. thing. They're awesome. Um, please keep learning. I mean, we're trying to keep learning and do all that at the same time. Yeah. Um, let me pray for you and them all at the same time. Okay. Okay. Um, Father God, I thank you uh, to be at this place. Um, it's fun to see my girls grow up and and marry well, and the, two of them be such great moms already. And I know Becca will be hopefully soon. And um, I just pray that you'll uh, be with them as they learn to raise kids in a, in a place that I, is foreign to me. Um, we did what we could do in our generation, and they're doing what they're doing in their generation. I don't want to pray for all the moms who are listening to me right now, whether it's my own mom, who I, I pray that you will bless, um, whether it's uh, my wife, who's got the beauty of uh, kids and grandkids at the same time as uh, as mourning the loss of her mom this year. I pray for all the people in those kinds of situations, Lord, the people whose families are estranged at this point for whatever reason. I pray for this crisis, obviously, Lord, as we mentioned, the, 
the, the health people and the first responders that are trying to figure out how to make this all work and as well mm-hmm. as the, just the things that are coming our way and the, the economic realities and all this stuff. Lord, this is a crazy Mother's Day. And I pray for all of us as we as we go through this. I just want to remember that my namesake in the Bible, Timothy, and uh, my little grandson, George Timothy's namesake, was a guy who uh, his faith came from his grandmother and his mother. The Apostle Paul told us that um, faith came from his grandmother and his mother and was passed on to him. And I think that's a that's not something that us dads take for granted. We're we're not letting go of that responsibility. We should be doing what we should do. But we want to. We just want to bless the moms today, Lord. Take away any of the shame. Take away mm-hmm. any of the guilt. Take away any of the accusations because yes. those all come from straight from the devil. And help mm-hmm. them to understand that they are your daughter, and that's mm-hmm. the only thing that matters this Mother's Day. Bless them all in Jesus' name. I pray. Amen. Amen.